All right, what's up, everybody? We're back at it again, starting that Faith the Podcast. We have a very, very special guest on the line today, um, current head coach of East Los Angeles College in California. Um, he's coached at Master University as an assistant coach, coached at uh, the University of California Bakersfield as an assistant, as well as athletes to business as a career game plan advisor. The California native also attended and played at East LA, where he now coaches and led the state in assisting this final year. Recently famously known for the first head basketball coach on the Netflix Last Chance You series. Ladies and gentlemen, please help me welcome Coach John Moses to the podcast. John, how you feeling today? Uh, man, feeling well, man. Um, just blessed to be able to do this. You know, I'm always excited to be able to, to tie it all together, man. Because basketball has kind of led me to this place where, I, you know, in, in regards to my faith and ministry. So, mm-hmm. uh, something that led me here. And so, to be able to tie it in, man, is, is, uh, is great. Most definitely. And, you know, again, just appreciate you taking the time. I appreciate Mrs. Abby from Netflix, the Netflix team, um, you know, taking the time out the initiative, be very responsive in the emails, just getting you on everything. Because I know this, this schedule is very busy. So, Coach, you have a lot of experience underneath your belt with the game of basketball as a player and a coach. Um, how has the journey been uh, for you with this game and what has the journey consisted of? Well, you know what? In, in regards to the journey, man, it's really a path that God has set me on. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I will say this. I've never really chased it hard in the sense that, um, you know, I, it, people ask me all the time, like, hey, are you going to move on or kind of go Division One? Mm-hmm. I've had some opportunities where I can move on, but it has to be that I can do exactly what I'm doing here where it's ha- have an impact on young men's lives. There's, there are coaches that are doing that all over the country at – the division one level at the pro level at any level. So, mm-hmm. but for me, I just, you know, I, I feel like I could be a little bit more authentic at this level. And the young men that I deal with, they have these, they have a certain level of, of issues that I just, I'm drawn to. So mm-hmm. God has kind of shifted me and designed me to kind of be here in this place. Um, but it all started in the city, man. I mean, I grew up in the hood in South Central LA and I share with, with a lot of people. I grew up in a rough environment and I grew up, surrounded by it but mm-hmm. i was fortunate enough to have uh i have my mom and dad you know i have my dad there so so that's that's what we need you know we need and for these young men need is people who can direct them and fortunately i have some direction or at least mm-hmm. when i walked through the door of my home there was a level of conviction if right. i was got, if i had gotten into some trouble right um but from there went to washington prep high school that was uh right there in the city i was five minutes from my home mm-hmm. and then uh struggled a little bit academically and so i ended up at a community college east la college mm-hmm. and again um was being recruited and i had to go to do you know to an nai i had some division one opportunities but ended up at an nai but ultimately mm-hmm. that's where god wanted me he wanted me at the master's college because or at the time the master's college now it's the master's university mm-hmm. but what happened is i went there and i was kind of in a situation where you know, you, you have to take those Bible classes and you learn and you isolate yourself um, to the Word of God. Right. And you see how you have to uh, really study the Word and really know, you know, it's not just, hey, I'm just shouting hallelujah, but mm-hmm. I actually learn and see what God is truly trying to say through His Word. Right. And so it was a, it's a Bible, um, you know, it's a, 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 a liberal arts college, but it's Bible-based. And so we learning about Scripture and I, and I was really able to see God through that mm-hmm. and understand how to really dive into the word of God. And so that's where it kind of, it, it kind of built. And then going on a missions trip, traveling, that kind of isolated me and forced me to really, you know, uh, have that connection with the Lord. Uh, and from there, my, uh, my college coach at the master's college, Bill Oates, he asked me, he said, Hey, 
you got one class to finish, which I did. I had a class to finish to get my bachelor's. He said, come back, sit on the bench with me, and uh, I'll pay for it. And so I did that, and I got a chance to see the ministry side. Nice. You know, from a player side, I'm just like, ah, coaches are like referees. They're like the police officer. Right. Or, you know, <laughs> we feel like they're like police officers. But then when you get to the coaching side, you see the you see it from that side, and then all of a sudden I felt like, man, this can be a ministry for me. Mm-hmm. And I started to do that, uh, and then went on to Cal State, Bakersfield after I left the Masters College, you know, tried that Division One world and it was great. Mm-hmm. Uh, tons of connections, was able to you know travel the world and do all that with basketball, and then ultimately making the Division One transition. Um, the opportunity opened up at uh, East LA College, my mm-hmm. former campus, and I'm like, you know what, my family is too important for me. I'm not going to chase the Division One, not mm-hmm. now. So at the time, I still said, oh, I want to be a Division One coach. I want to, you know, be the next Mike Krzyzewski or whatever, right? right? But I said, okay, this moment, I'm, I'm married. My kids are small. Let me find somewhere where I can go and I can, you know, be with family but still be competitive, a competitive mm-hmm. environment, still coach at the highest level. And junior colleges, man, those things are like gold out here in California because, mm-hmm. you know, with a faculty salary and to be able to coach, you know, it's a good living and guys usually don't leave these jobs. So there weren't many open. Right. So my old, you know, the athletic director here, Al Cohen, he said, hey, um, we got the job open, and it was like part-time. I mean, it was like 15 grand for the stipend. Mm-hmm. Everybody's like, what are you doing? Why would you go there? That's like career suicide, you mm-hmm. know? <laughs> like, what are you doing? And I was like, well, I could be a head coach, you know, because I've been an assistant coach. And he said, I, first of all, I need to be a head coach. I put that on my resume, and then ultimately – um, I could be with family for a couple of years, you know, then I'll jump back to the division one level. Right. Well, God had, I had other plans, man. I ended up getting tenure as a faculty member and I'm like, man, this is great. I can, I built it, you know, it, it was built to not only just uh, Southern California, but the state of one of the top teams were number two. And then, mm-hmm. you know, national recognition, mm-hmm. uh, being one of the top 25, uh, teams in the country, even uh, included with all the NJCAA schools. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, this just, it's just been an amazing journey. And then this, just comes about and you know god has this amazing platform i thought it was just like oh i'll just minister to my guys let me just right. go out and minister to them and and as i'm seeing now man in this last two weeks i'm seeing no god had a ministry um to where we sharing you know we sharing the gospel to the world right most definitely and um you know it's definitely a blessing you know you in a sense been there done that you know you played at the juco level during your career um, you went through academic struggles during your time, you know, in school and things like that as a player. And, um, you know, nevertheless, you've been able to take a lot of those experiences that you learned and channel all that energy into, you know, the JUCO level. Like you said, you love coaching those guys because those are guys who, you know, they might not be as fortunate to come from a two parent uh, home, so to speak. They might not be as fortunate to, you know, you know, have a lot of those art, those tools and um, things underneath their belt. So a guy like you who's been there, done that, kind of went through those loopholes and, you know, end up making it out. You're able to take all those things and channel it into that energy, you know, with the junior college level players. So definitely a uh, shout out to you on that for sure. Um, as we mentioned as well, you're currently coaching at East LA, which was recently featured in Netflix Last Chance You series. Um, talk a little bit about that process from first knowing your team was going to be featured in that show and how the process was, you know, just having cameras around you all season, um, things of that nature. Yeah. Well, I, I kind of knew about the show a little bit. You know, it was a football show. You mm-hmm. know, as a coach, you don't have time for television. So right. I, I really didn't have time to watch it. I got a cold call. I didn't even tell anybody. I got a cold call on my, on my office phone. Mm-hmm. 
And then I said, oh, he said, oh, this documentary. I said, like, man, I don't want a documentary. I don't want to do any of that. So I look it up, and I was like, oh, it's kind of popular. And I watched mm -hmm. a couple episodes, and I reached back out, and I said, yeah, let's have a conversation. And mm -hmm. I was like, man, I'm not doing this. You know, my athletic <laughs> director, he's a football coach as well. He's like, no, you got to do it. This would be great. It would be great for the school and mm -hmm. campus. You know, what's funny is after, after I uh, – committed to it he said oh man i would have never done it and i'm like man you told me to do it <laughs> yeah. you know uh but ultimately i had a, a really good friend uh a coach that's at uh the community college coach another one he said we were in dallas watching our players at a showcase he said uh hey man uh you should do it you know i said don't tell anybody i think they want to do it with me. I said, he said yeah man you should do it you want to mm -hmm. share and show what you're doing man the impact you're having on these lives and 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 we wear your faith and show them how we we're including that and, mm -hmm. and you know god is going you know he is it's going to be all right god will take care of you mm -hmm. and so i'm thinking like okay he kind of got me a little bit there and so ultimately my last conversation was with my pastor i said i know he's going to say no and then i'll be off the hook right <laughs> right you know i was like okay i don't have to worry about it. so i called my pastor and took to my surprise, man, he's all like all over. I'm thinking he's going to say, nah, you know what? We just want to be humble. Let's serve. Let's, you know, make sure mm -hmm. we're in the church and worship. He said, no, man, this platform, um, you know, we want to make sure we show what we're doing and how we are, you know, impacting lives and, mm -hmm. and young men. And, um, and, you know, I was a little concerned that, man, they, you know, I may get it, say something wrong or whatever. Mm -hmm. He said, no, nah, man, you're predestined. God had this calling on your life and you're predestined. And so you need to walk in that and right. say, as you walk in that, if that means the doors are closed at East LA college, then it is. Mm -hmm. And, but God has something else for you because you predestined. So, mm -hmm. um, so yeah, that's, it was literally, it was my pastor that kind of convinced me. And I was like, well, shoot, if he told me to do it, I, you know, I, I guess I need to be obedient. Right. And, uh, yeah, I was a little skeptical and, um, uh, but ultimately, man, it was amazing, uh, that I didn't even notice the cameras and, mm -hmm. um, and I, I just, I, you know, I almost get tears to my eyes because they captured exactly what, what I feel like God wanted to be captured. Right. It was just enough, but not too much. Because man, sometimes I was, man, I was preaching. Yeah. And you know, it <laughs> might have been offensive. Right. You know, and, and they, they would, they, you know, some of it was stopped out, and and uh, but it was absolutely amazing how it was put together, and I thought God's hands was on it. You know, mm -hmm. um, because uh, in, in terms of what they told me, they said it's going to be a mirror of you and your program. Mm -hmm. It's nothing else. And I'm like, man, you sure you're not going to flip it and make me turn me into it's a mirror right. of, of, of who you are. And I was like, OK, right. and we just had to trust it. And it's just amazing, man. It's, it's phenomenal. I mean, mm -hmm. hey, let me tell you something, too. Mm -hmm. the, one of the best parts to me, and I told him, I said, forget the, 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 the film stuff. I said, mm -hmm. the, man, the soundtrack was off the chain. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the, 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 it was a phenomenal soundtrack. Oh, it, it kind of fit me, you know, kind of. It was just a lot of jazzy, right. you know, I would listen to some old Ivy brothers and then, mm -hmm. you know, um, my gospel music. I mean, it's just, it was amazing, man. All I right. thought it was awesome. Most definitely. And, uh. The show uh, definitely was amazing. Um, you know, just seeing you, like you said, you you know, you wear your faith on your on your sleeves, on your shoulders. You know, that's something we were able to see through the show. Um, the fact that even I didn't even know the fact that you had talked to your pastor and I was the last person you talked to before you made the decision to go ahead and go with the show kind of, you know, speaks within itself that God's favor was going to be on it. The fact that you had to, you know, had that conversation with him and, um, you know, we talk about faith a lot on the podcast, you know, having a solid foundation with the Lord as well. Um, aspect we definitely saw you carry throughout the show and your team. Um, you know, like you said, you were preaching at some points of the show, you know, 
catching almost catching the Holy Ghost in the locker room with the players. They ain't even know what's going on. Kind of describe the importance of um, keeping God involved in your sport and just in your life in general. Well, that that the thing about it is it's me, and mm-hmm. sometimes we can be only the, in these spaces where it's not welcome. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Right. I don't know if it's really welcome. But if I'm being authentic, if I'm not being me, I'm not being fake, then it then it was received. Right, right. It was actually received, and I think it's being, you know, I'm getting an outpouring of emails, and it's being received. I didn't think it was going to be received, but I think because it was authentic and people can see that it's, that's truly me, and I'm not just trying to do it mm-hmm. for camera. If that's what's in us, man, that's the only thing that's going to come out, you right. know? The passion is in me, the drive is in me, the hood is still in me. I'm still right. hood. Like, right. <laughs> I'm still hood. But at the same time, I'm I'm saved, I'm delivered, and I realize that I got to walk in in His Spirit. I got to walk in compassion for others, mm-hmm. and so that's what comes out. And I think that's why it's been received. Mm-hmm. It doesn't have to be received; it can be rejected, and I can be condemned for it. True, you know. And the Bible talks about us. We're gonna be persecuted for mm-hmm. it, um, and I probably will be at some point. You know, maybe somebody's sitting back, and I'm, I'm I know somebody's sitting back, and they're. They're, 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 they're waiting to attack and, mm-hmm. and, and, you know, because that's what God says. That's what his word says. Mm-hmm. It's going to happen. We're going to be persecuted for it. And I will be persecuted at some point. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Everybody's saying, Oh, great job. You, you did a good job representing the faith, but I am going to be persecuted. And I, I realize that I got to prepare for that as well. Mm-hmm. You know, it's great that, that people love it. So I was being authentic and I think it was received because of that. Mm-hmm. And, and maybe some who would never have thought of, you know, maybe a seed was planted because there was authenticity. Right. You know, maybe, maybe so, and I and I hope so, and that's all I hope. And there's there's nothing else I can do. I can't I can't. You know, at first I did, but I said I can't worry about it because that's who I am. Mm-hmm. And that that's you know, and I, I never forced it on anybody. Mm-hmm. And the guys, they'll tell you they're all comfortable because I never forced it. But what I do tell them that, hey, I'm here for you, and if you need me if you if i see you're hurting then what you're going to get from me is what i believe right and what i feel helps me right so this is what helps me so this is what you're going to get you're going to get prayer mm-hmm. i'm gonna pray for you and so that's that's kind of you know it, it's never thrown in their face because them dudes mm-hmm. are comfortable and like, like we had the moment you know i don't want to spoil it but we have a moment where the guys okay if you we, we got this thing okay mm-hmm. when we drive in the vans and we got to drive the vans yes. coaches got to drive we got this thing. Mm-hmm. Coach, put this in the aux cable. Put this in. Put this song in. Mm-hmm. Okay? Go ahead. For your three songs, you got to hit my three songs. <laughs> so that was that moment that you could see we have a moment in one of those episodes. It's like, like no. If you want right. to put yours in, then I can put mine in. Right, right. And it's just the same. If, if you're going to live out who you are, then I have permission to live out who I am. Exactly. So I never force it on anybody. Mm-hmm. But if, if, you, if you force and live out who you are, then that's fine. Then I have permission to force who I am mm-hmm. out there as well. Right. And that's kind of the way I see it. And I think the guys know that. And they say, okay, uh, so uh, so we don't, well, they, if they don't care about offending Coach Mosley, then hey, that gives me permission to offend you with my faith. Right. You know? Uh, and and that's, that's a mutual relationship that we have. And I think that's what all the guys, they see. If you want to play mm-hmm. the music with the cursing and the swearing, I'm fine. You know, it's, mm-hmm. it's okay. But then guess what? Then I get to play some praise and worship. Exactly. You know? <laughs> and that, that song that they played, it was phenomenal. I love it. But man, I, I'm throwing on praise and worship. And you know what happens? Mm-hmm. They get upset because guess what? Their song's ending in five minutes. Man, I'm going to throw a praise and worship song on that's eight to ten minutes. <laughs> right. You know what I'm saying? Where, where, it's, mm-hmm. where it's, it's spontaneous worship. And they're like, man, what's going on? Mm-hmm. Yeah, we got spontaneous. What? Coach, your song is eight minutes. I said, yeah, I got three of them. 
And so that means, you know, I got a 24-minute playlist, and yours (laughs) is only, you know, 12 minutes. Yeah, exactly. Either way it goes, um, and that's funny you said that, but either way it goes, it's like even with, you know, the worst of music and, you know, sharing your experience with players, you know, how you respond to adversity through prayer and things, you know, just speaking out, you know, that God is great. God is here within us. Um, you plant seeds within those, within those aspects within itself. You got on Netflix, got on, you know, this big platform. And it's like, either way it goes, you might come across, well, somebody might come across the show who kind of knows about God, doesn't really know about it, but it's like through what you did and your authentic self, you're able to plant that seed and be able to, you know, channel somebody else's energy and be like, oh, okay, like, let me try to apply prayer to an adverse situation. Let me try to apply gospel over this rap and cursing music that I'm listening to because it's not really doing much for me. So definitely like that whole aspect of, you know, you being able to have that platform on the, the Netflix series as well. A little bit off the court, you have a few degrees underneath your belt, including a master's degree from the National University. Um, for any young listeners out there, especially any younger athletes, um, how important is it to be academically sound while also being involved in the sport? Yeah. And you, you know what, man, it's not just minorities. I know, mm-hmm. you know, I, I like to advocate for African-American males and say, mm-hmm. hey, we need to be educated. But this is for anybody, mm-hmm. uh, any culture, any race. Uh, you got to get as many as you can so that it gives it's less chance that somebody says no. Right. When you're talking about going into a career path. Right. I mean, you have to get is is you have to make it where they can't say it's because of your uh, your academic portfolio. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can just eliminate that. You know, it's, it's mm-hmm. like when I tell my guys, hey, let's cover all of our bases. Let's win at everything so that it's less of a chance that they'll say no. Exactly. Because you can do all of that. What's crazy is you can have 13 degrees. You can be the greatest person. You can be all this. And you know what? The door can still be closed. Right. So there's still no guarantee. It only gives you a chance. Mm-hmm. But now you have a better chance than, than someone who's not, uh, who doesn't have their degree. Mm-hmm. You know, and not to say that you need a degree to be successful or be a millionaire or be whatever. You don't. But it just covers all of the, all of those bases. That's just one box that we check off mm-hmm. that the, that gives us the ability to move forward without somebody saying no. Right. You know, um, so I, I think that's important. And and for me, I was a, a above average student. I wasn't a straight A student. Mm-hmm. You know, I go some years I'm a BC or or AB student. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was years I was on honor roll and different things like that. But I think my mind just wasn't a. I wasn't. I did academics to make sure I got through and got my education because it was necessary. Right. You know, for me, a necessary evil. I had to do it. You know, mm-hmm. and I did it, and I did it okay. I did it well. Um, but my thing is what I'm doing now. I'm coaching. I'm ministering. But I wouldn't have this platform, this opportunity. I would not be a college professor if I didn't have my degrees. Right. Therefore, I couldn't take care of my family. Mm-hmm. Um, of course, my passion is the coaching side, but my salary is the, is the side where I'm getting paid to teach. Mm-hmm. So I have to take care of my family in order for my um, the ministry to survive. So mm-hmm. you got to tie all in, the, in in together. Sometimes we'll go out there and say, "Well, the Lord is going to take care of me," right. you know. And in some cases, on the missions field, that's what He called you to do. Mm-hmm. But you do have you got to do your part too. You know, mm-hmm. you got to go get your education, get all those things. And now God can open up those doors for you to say, if you trust me, if you have faith and you, you, you hold down your responsibility now, because you have faith and you, and you grinded it out and you got your education. Now I'm going to bless you with that, that dream job that you wanted right. or that dream ministry that you wanted. So education is, is far and from, I mean, my kids are, you know, I'm like, I'm proud. They're all 4.0s, you mm-hmm. know. Nice. It, it's not happening in this house. You you know, and my wife is an educator. She's a teacher. I'm a teacher. So uh, that education as- aspect is uh, 
is, is, is important to me. Right. Very important. And also very key as well. Like you mentioned, you know, it might be opportunities out there that you simply won't be able to get if you don't have a few degrees under your belt, like you stated. Um, yeah, all of our guys and all of our guys have graduated. Right. That, most definitely. Key. Like at the junior college, there's there's with this stigma, especially in California, that mm-hmm. the kids just go play. They don't graduate. They take basket weaving. Like, mm-hmm. no, 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 no. The first thing, the most important thing to me when I got here wasn't the bag. It was like, if I can change that academic component, right. then everybody would want to come because they know you're going to get it done if you go to East L.A. College. Mm-hmm. College coaches are going to come and say, no, East L.A. College, their transcripts are going to be legit. Mm-hmm. So um, that, that that's that's important to me. And that's, yeah, very important, too, because you're, you know, you're teaching those athletes to be well-rounded and become student athletes and not just only focus on the basketball, but focus on the academic side and, you know, things that they might be interested in doing after the ball stops bouncing. Um, very important key aspect. And congratulations on that as well for, you know, making sure all your players um, graduate. Um, very important as well. Last question. Um, as an experienced coach and being in many positions of leadership um, over the course of your career, what has been the most challenging aspect of those two? So the most challenging aspect is to get others to see we need more support for not just my student athletes, but for these students. Mm-hmm. We need more support. And my intentions, that's the most challenging part. My mm-hmm. intentions are to help them. And a lot of times I think, uh, you know, leaders think it's just about winning or others say, oh, you just care about winning. Right. You know, winning is just a result of the culture that we set, mm-hmm. you know, which is we're doing everything hard and we're going to grind. We're going to be physical. We're going to be tough. We gonna, All those things that go into our culture, uh, winning is just a result of all those things of, of those guys that's executing our culture. Mm-hmm. Um, but the toughest thing is getting people to see, um, you know, uh, you know, administrators, whether it be the state of California, whether it be whoever it is that, you know, the intentions are truly focused on supporting the student athletes. And that's probably been the most challenging. It's not the players. Man, those kids are young. They mm-hmm. got issues going on. We got to find out about that. So I don't have a problem with them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it gets tough. Yeah, I might want to kick them out the gym, and I do sometimes, and, yeah. or want to get rid of them. But mm-hmm. that part, I know uh, in my heart, I, I'm not going to give up on anybody. But the biggest thing is when other people that are outside, they give up on these athletes. Give up mm-hmm. meaning they don't care, or they don't invest, or they don't kind of take interest into these uh, young men's life. That's that's the toughest part mm-hmm. about uh, about about this uh, this journey. Right. And I and I hate that, too, because so many times it's, it's probably been coaches out there who kind of base everything off of winning and people in the position of power to, you know, be able to give back and help out those student athletes. They base a lot of those decisions off of wins and losses. And, um, you know, that's not what, you know, coaches are supposed to do. They're supposed to, you know, get the player ready for the real world, continue to prepare them basketball wise or, you know, whatever sport they're involved in, but also prepare them academically, you know, just mentally for this world that they get you know, going to get their stuff into. So um, you're definitely changing the culture on that, um, as we saw throughout the show. And, you know, just speaking with you just now, definitely seemed like you're changing, changing the culture with that. So um, definitely shout out to you on that as well. Um, so that actually wraps us up for this episode of Starting That Faith. Coach, is there anything that you would like to lead the fans with today? Man, just seek after somebody that, that you can have compassion on and love mm-hmm. on, man. And, and don't, don't, don't be, uh, you know, don't, put somebody in a box because of the way they respond man let's help them respond the right way and find those diamonds in those in anybody not just young men but young ladies whoever whoever it may be man find those diamonds and and, and build those relationships right most definitely definitely appreciate you again coach you know taking your time out of the busy schedule 
um, working with me on my schedule and, you know, just getting on the podcast and everything. Also, shout out to the Netflix team for being very transparent with the emails and uh, being quickly responsive and everything. So all love this way. Definitely um, going to be tuned in to your guys' next season coming up. Thank you again, Coach. Appreciate it. Yep. Thank you. We appreciate you for listening to our podcast. Be sure to subscribe to us and visit our website at www.ufaithhoops.com. Also, be sure to add us on all social media platforms at Ufaith Hoops.